Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 81 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. How are you today, Jacob? I am mesmerized at the moment. I am looking at our computer screen here, and boy, is that thing that's recording us moving fast. It is moving fast. Like, boy. I'm I, glad that you're like a cat. It's just really caught your attention. Yeah, it's what like, a random. As soon as I hit record, I was looking at it like, ooh, that thing is moving fast. Like, I got to kind of wow, stop. 81 episodes in, running out of material <laughs> <laughs> real fast. We just found a new angle, so there we go. No. Um, also, I feel like, thank you for that, because otherwise I'm feeling really somber. Um, what? The, the burning Amazon rainforest is is awful. Oh. Yeah, that is a problem. It's never good when your quote unquote lungs start on fire. It's yeah, it's I don't know. I keep seeing pictures of like burnt up animals. Are you, are you, why are you looking that up? I don't know because I'm Seems a masochist. Like, yeah, I, I, I know I that's like a thing happening. You might want to avoid that. Um, part of it. So okay, let's talk about some things Amazon. So like you just said, the Amazon is often referred to as the lungs of the Earth because it produces twenty percent of the oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere. So it's kind of a big deal. That's crazy. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, not like we need air or anything. It's and it's considered vital in slowing global warming and is also home to just uncountable species of fauna and flora. So I, I think it's hard for people to really grasp the size of the Amazon. So roughly, it's roughly half the size of the U.S. and it's the largest rainforest um, on the planet, obviously. But the smoke from this fire of how it's burning now has reached all the way to Sao Paulo, which is more than 1,700 miles away. And the smoke is there. Images of the city right now show the sky is literally pitch black in the middle of the afternoon because the sky and sun are just blanketed by smoke and ash. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of people that are not nearly uh, as worried about that as they it are. It looks like in a post-apocalyptic moment. Uh, according to the National Institute for Space Research, more than one and a half soccer fields of Amazon rainforest are being destroyed Every minute of every day. Yeah, that's that's pretty sizable right there. Like that's that a fast is, moving fire. My heart is broken. Also, you have to think. Okay, so since it produces twenty percent of our oxygen, when the trees get cut down, which they're doing all the time, or burned down, they release all of that carbon back into the atmosphere. Yes. So a twenty fourteen NASA led study showed that in a normal year, the Amazon rainforest stored 2.2 billion tons of carbon in its trees. So if that carbon is to get released in a large scale, it would be disastrous for every living thing on the planet. Yeah. So literally a big old kind of disaster. So everything that was going bad before, it's just going to speed up now. Yeah. I mean, in August alone, and this number my brain can barely comprehend, there have been 32,932 fires. In the Amazon, in August alone. Hmm. Yeah. Geez, that's yeah. And the worst of all of this is now there's talk that this was an intentionally set fire by the government. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure it was. It doesn't just because random. the people are fighting the deforestation and the tribes and had just won that they can't cut there for cattle grazing and whatnot, and then all of a sudden the fire started. I it's it's, it's not great. 
everybody. It's not great. It's basically like a bad Fox TV show plot line where it's like, oh, oh yeah. we, to- <laughs> we totally didn't start this fire. There's yeah. All you need is a CEO behind Villains the desk with, right now. with long mustaches yeah. and, and things like that. You can literally see the president of Brazil twirling his mustache. Yeah, so... You know, this is because it's such a big deal. And Jacob and I were just talking about the importance and it really got us thinking about some of our favorite books and films that, you know, focus on jungles and trees and everything like that, because we love trees. They're the best. Am I right? You can climb on them. You can swing from them, chop them down and make like a stick. Those no, are all good the, things. The chopping down is what we're working not if you do it in small amounts, here. you know, that's an important part. Mm. I, I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess I guess that's true. Um, I'm actually, I'll end up tweeting some pictures. I have some really beautiful tree pictures from when I was in Yosemite. Oh. And they've got those old sequoias that those are a bajillion are like those, years old. Yeah, those big ones you can like walk underneath and such. Uh, they're crazy. We yeah. drove through one. We drove through the tree. <laughs> Think that's, about that. That's yeah. pretty awesome, I got to <laughs> say. crazy. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about some movies um, some really good books, and let's. You want to jump into it? Let's just start. Yeah, let's do it. What okay. Do you got? So the first one I want to talk about, um, I think we've mentioned on the show before, which is the Lost City of Z. Oh, I yeah. wanted to watch that. I never got around to it yet. I love this movie, um, which is why I think we brought it up. Maybe it was on my favorite list or something along those lines. But it's based on author David Grant's nonfiction bestseller again called The Lost City of Z, and. So it tells the, it's just an incredible true story of British explorer Percy Fawcett, who's played by Charlie Hunnam. Oh, you say Hunnam? I say Hunnam. Hunnam? Hunnam. Hunnam. I like yours better. This has come up. This has come up before. But anyway, uh, Charlie H. And he journeys into the Amazon where he discovers evidence of a previously unknown advanced civilization that may have once inhabited the region. So like... It's huge, like a whole group of human beings that we didn't know. So despite being ridiculed by the scientific establishment, which views indigenous population as, as savages, so they're like, who even cares? The determined faucet, he's supported by his devoted wife and his son, and he has like a group that goes with him, and he keeps returning to this just beloved jungle in an attempt to prove his case. Hmm. Um it's beautiful. The shots of the jungle are amazing. It has that just classic exploration epic feel to it. Like, I think it's one of those movies people could really return to. And Charlie, he is great. He gives a really complex performance. Um, we get more from him than I honestly thought that he was capable of. And it really helps propel the movie. And it's fantastic. I keep meaning to go back and, and read the book because I loved the, the movie so much. And I'm sure there's mm. so many more details to it. Haven't yet. But this is a good one to really um, appreciate the forest. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I've been curious about it. Yeah, I think we talked about it before. You really should grab it. All right. Yeah, I always worry about the Charlie Hunnam movies. That dude is like one of the cursed actors in Hollywood right now. Yeah, he he's in something that doesn't do so well. Nothing he does does well, which is you know, that's a problem when your job is to make people. Well, come in he see also movie. see he's good in this because this was a small indie film, whereas the Papillion and King Arthur and all these things, he's doing these giant movies that are supposed to be epic and they're bombing. So I think he just needs to kind of reassess what he's going for and do some smaller stuff. Yeah, be okay. yeah, that's probably true. Probably smart that he didn't do Fifty Shades of Grey. It would have been even worse. If yeah, been he needs that. to head back to the jungle. So what else do you have? All right, so I am going to go with my fa- one of my more famous 
trees, I feel like. Oh, I'm we're going really, straight tree. I like I'm going it. Going individual. I broke it down to a mac micro level. I love me. it. So I'm gonna go with poltergeist because of its infamous killer tree that's oh. just kind of hanging around in the background. Haunted demon tree. Which you know, it's one of my favorite. They're well, my... It, that's just to show you how even we are on the show. We love the trees in the forest, but we will still talk about the bad ones. We, we can we can look at the individual ones in a case by case. We don't basis. we don't judge as a whole. Okay. So if you haven't seen this one. It was the uh, 1982 classic directed, in quotation marks, by Toby Hooper, the guy who did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why did he get quotation marks? Well, because most people think that bec- uh, the movie is actually a Spielberg movie. See, here's the thing. Oh, yeah, I think I thought that. Yeah, here's the thing. He, Spielberg pretty much did direct this movie. It's one of those kind of wink and nod things. He was technically working on E.T. at the time, so he wasn't really allowed to direct two movies at the same time. Oh. But... A mixture of Tobe Hooper going for a really weird tone and just Spielberg being around every day telling everybody what to do. They were just like, well, it's a Spielberg movie, and we're just going to put this other guy's name on it to get around Union stuff. So Okay. but That's interesting. If you haven't seen it, it's the story of a little girl who gets abducted by her television into like the realm between death and alive and her parents trying to get her back. You know, I haven't seen it in so long. Does it hold up? It is it as is. horrifying as it was when I was little, when I was just crying watching it? I don't think it's that horrifying. It's okay. still really good. I mean, there is a killer. Do- there's a killer doll clown, which is always a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> the effects. I are, remember a, a scene in a in a pool that wasn't finished. That's that movie, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a f- with like coffins and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's also a guy ripping his face off, which oh, is sure, well. always fun to see. Sorry, though, I've distracted you from the tree. Oh no problem. Well, the tree, of course, is in one <laughs> scene when they everything starts going nuts with all sorts of ghost stuff the tree comes alive and tries to eat the one child <laughs> to send him to the afterlife as well and it's literally like it's moving arms it's got a mouth slowly dropping him into it it's even worse than the whomping willow from it's harry pretty potter horrifying <laughs> okay. i mean but poltergeist is just a great movie to begin with it was actually initially rated r when it was first uh you know submitted for approval and they had to have spielberg come in and work his magic to get it down to a pg because there was to a PG from yes. an R. So so yes, there was no PG thirteen yet. This movie, along with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins, were the three movies that made the M like the people that do it, the MPAA. They're like be we, like we need a middle. Yeah, we gotta have something between PG and R. Wow. So they created the PG thirteen rating in nineteen eighty three to combat these you know really borderline movies. So. Okay, well that's that's cool. So that's good got, info. Yeah, it's got its own little place in history. Had a remake that was okay. But, you know, the original's still pretty good. Just stay away from the sequels. Okay. My little advice to you. But go see the one with the killer tree people. <laughs> That's a good good tip. Um, okay, the next movie I want to talk about is called Jungle. I feel like no one has seen this movie. That's the the Daniel Radcliffe one, right? You are so good. I got it. I am impressed. So it's about four travelers. They set off into the heart of the Amazon rainforest and... It's like what begins as a dream adventure quickly deteriorates into an utter nightmare. Dun, dun, um, dun. After a terrible accident, Yossi, Yossi, who's played by Daniel Radcliffe, as you said, is forced to survive for weeks alone against just one of the most treacherous backdrops on the planet. Because um, the Amazon jungle is important and beautiful, but it kill you. <laughs> so he's nope. stranded without a knife, without a map, or survival training, and he must improvise shelter and forage to survive. So after he like loses his sense of direction, he's kind of giving up hope, and he's wondering if he'll ever get out of the jungle alive. It's very dramatic. Um, it is based on the real story 
of best-selling author uh, Yossi Ginsberg. So, oh, I didn't realize it was a true story. It absolutely is. Um, so Radcliffe, he gives a really committed performance. Again, I feel like he has really stepped up, and I didn't give him enough credit for his acting. He's really good in this. The film as a whole, it doesn't hold up the entire time. Okay. I will say. But because of the strong performance, because of just like the beautiful things that you're looking at, um, the thing that I like best about it is this film, it really makes you ask yourself if you would be capable of surviving something like this. Uh, in the jungle, no. I can answer that question I right mean, now. it's tough for me because I've been in some situations and my friend always liked to joke like fight or flight and she's like, you are fight. For sure. And I think you don't know until you're in that moment. I mean, 127 hours where he cuts his hand off. I'm like, no, I'm out. Yeah, that one, I'm, that, that one. one I'm dying. But um, I think otherwise, if you, you know, you'd fight pretty hard. So it's just interesting to watch. I mean, he kind of has to, it's a lot. There's a lot of bugs. There's a lot Ugh. of things happening. Um, but yeah, it's another good one to really see the, the rainforest in all of its glory. I like how you're taking the specific rainforest uh, Thank you. motif. I'm liking that. Thank you. I mean, that's what we want people to appreciate it. And then donate. Donate as much money as you can. Donate to the rainforest. <laughs> think, of, think of the Sean Connery movie, The Medicine Man, where they found the cure for cancer in there. See? And then lo- evil loggers came. Those evil loggers, what's their problem? Why don't you guys like trees? What have <laughs> they ever done to you? Oh, except maybe, you know, try to send your kid to the afterlife. But Bingo. So. All right, what else do we have? we have any more evil trees or are we I going nice evil, trees? I have an evil forest, so <laughs> I'm going to go from the 2016 movie The Forest starring Natalie Dormer. I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen that. So it's it's pretty good, actually. I It's better than I thought it would be. So, uh, you know, Mar- uh, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones fame mm-hmm. and the Tudors, I Do you suppose. find her hot? Because everybody thinks she's so hot, and I think she looks like a weird bird. I think that she was the hottest girl on Game of Thrones. Get if she, out! If she, More yeah. than Daenerys? Oh, oh yeah. More it than was, Sansa? Wasn't even close, man. Yeah, Natalie Dormer is gorgeous. Like, <sighs> See, I find that it blows weird. my mind. I don't get it. Maybe you're, you're the weird one here because every person is telling you that she's, like, unbelievable. Time out. Every man. Not every person. All right, sure. I think that's an important distinction. I find those other ones. But anyway, sorry. Go it's, back to the You know what it is? It's, it, it's the eyes, man. It's the eye, whole eye area. The that's weird what bug does eyes? It. Okay. Yep, that's what does it. So, yeah. So, this forest movie, it's set in the Akagara Forest in Japan. Have you ever heard of this one? Is that the. That's not that scary suicide forest, is that's it? That's the one. Oh, no. So, it is about the suicide forest. So, she. Uh, it's at the base of Mount Fuji, and it's actually a well known area in Japan known for a lot of people committing suicide there. Yeah, it's really sad. So, it's haunted and pretty creepy. Um, but this woman wakes up and she has a dream that her sister is dead. So, she gets a call from Japan that her sister went missing in this forest. Okay. So, then she's like, oh, I got to go save her. Nat- her sister's also played by Natalie Dormer, which is a fun dual performance for her. Oh. Um, but she goes in there, and then she starts, you know, searching the jungle. Um, forest, I guess. It's not really a jungle. Yeah. She starts searching the forest for her sister, and then all sorts of ghostly, spooky stuff starts happening, and she kind of figures out why this forest has a, um, such a reputation for people dying in oh, okay. it. And it might not always be suicides going okay. on. Okay. Pretty good little horror flick. You can just turn it on, sit down, watch it. Be like, I, as opposed to what you normally do, which well, is you know, there's run around in circles and not watch things. Well, like. you'd be surprised. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the time, movies you'll sit there and you'll be like, I'm gonna keep checking my phone for this runtime. Okay. I don't really care. But okay, so you're saying it keeps your attention? Yeah, it's a nice, it's quick, 90 minutes, get in and out of there. Pretty okay. good performance. You love your scary your, movies. Your jaw will be a gape as you're oh. looking at the 
uh, gorgeousness of Natalie Dormer <sighs> for, right. for an hour and a half. We're going to talk about some gorgeous people in my next movie. She's here. still not as pretty as you, Michelle. I just want you to know that. I would slit your throat if I could right now. <laughs> you are the worst to me. Jeez. Moving on. Even, you don't even take compliments. Well, good That was God. not real. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to lighten it up. A nice light film. Everybody knows it, but I want to talk about it because it brings pure joy. Romancing the Stone. Oh, my God. I love that movie, dude. <laughs> that and movie makes me think of my childhood so much. This movie has made me obsessed with going to Cartagena, Colombia my whole life. I will get there eventually when things just things just got to calm down a little bit in South America. And yeah, then I'm there. But now is not the time. Now is not the time. So Kathleen Turner plays Joan Wilder. It's Joan Wilder. Yeah, as as, the, as the bad guy in that movie loves Joan to say. Joan Wilder. Um, who is a lonely heart romantic novelist who suddenly finds herself heading to Columbia to search for her kidnapped sister with a cryptic treasure map tucked in her suitcase. I love this entire premise. One of my favorite bolo scenes in movie history is her <sighs> sister just getting yoked up by that thing. <laughs> so it's good. great. And then just lost in the jungle when her bus is in an accident and then she falls in with mercenary Jack Colton, played by Michael Douglas. We're in, we're in peak Michael Douglas here, people. Peak. He is oh, he's so cute. He's so tan. His name, the Jack Colton, is like the most perfect name and he per- persuades her that they can find the treasure themselves um, before these kind of pursuers find them. Okay, so I picked it because the jungle stuff is great. It's fabulous in this When movie. he cuts the head off that snake. Oh, it's so good. I mean, the script for this movie is so sharp and funny. It manages to be like a total action film and a comedy at the same time. And I think it's And really, a romance, too. Don't forget about and that. And a romance because of just this sparkling chemistry between they're just such well-matched leads. Like, it was a really well-cast film. Um, You're forgetting Danny DeVito's bumbling around in the background. I did not here. forget Danny DeVito. But, yes, also wonderful in his, like, white suit. Um, I love it. I love it. It's just such a good movie. It's like, a nice lighter. You can get the jungle, but if the movies we've named so far seem a little too intense, this is the one to get and appreciate. Yeah, is, they don't make these kind of movies anymore. These like romantic adventure action movies. They're, Why they're a don't lost thing. they? They were the best movies. Yeah, everything has to be so high concept. You, this is like a nice little like twenty million dollar movie. Knock it out. Everybody's gonna enjoy it. Oh, guys, guys, <laughs> if you haven't seen Romancing the Stone. It seems, actually, it seems impossible, but for a younger generation who probably never heard of it, absolutely check it out. I'm happy you're you said going that. to love it. It makes me want to go back and watch uh, watch it again because I haven't seen it in a really long time. I was actually time. thinking of that. I, I think I've like, seen Jewel of the Nile before that, and don't go back and watch that one. It's not as good. No, it's not, not at all. Good. Okay, what else do we have? All right, so the next one I'm going to go with is the 1986 classic, The Mission, starring Robert De Niro and Jeremy Irons. The Mission. Now, have you ever seen this one? No. So it won the Palme d'Or for, uh, it was the number one movie at Cannes. It was nominated what? for Best Picture. What year are we talking? 1986. Oh, okay. It's directed by Roland Yaffe, uh, music by Ennio Morricone. Um, oh, this movie, this is such a good, it's set in the, uh, I think it's Peruvi- Paraguayan jungle. Oh. And it stars Jeremy Irons as a priest who is a, tries to establish a mission in the uh, jungle area to um, tr- um, convert the natives. And eventually he also pulls in a Captain Rodrigo Mendoza, who's played by Robert De Niro, who is just amazing at this. This is one of those movies that if people want to go back and find out why Robert De Niro is considered one of the greatest actors of all time, Wow, this, this is like that. So I get jungle and excellent performances. Oh my God! How yes. have I missed this? And my such whole a life. good story. I actually do not know how you haven't seen this Writing movie. Write it down. Um, but he basically 
this movie centers around Jeremy Irons' performance, which is amazing. I believe he was up for Best Actor for it um, as this priest. But like Robert De Niro in this movie, he plays a slaver slash mercenary who just by the experiences he has like in the jungle with these native people and his own personal revelations, he just has like such a spiritual awakening throughout the course of this movie and becomes like, oh, he's just like his whole journey from mercenary to priest and how that all comes back when he has to help defend it. It's just such an excellent movie. Like it's cinematography. It was ranked as one of the greatest cinematography movies of the eighties. I am just embarrassed. Oh, it was ranked as it. it was even ranked as in the top ten of the best religious movies of all time. And I didn't even and I'm not a guy who likes religious movies, but boy, this one this like, works so spectacular like you should really go check this one out like as soon as possible wow yeah you sold it yeah if you're gonna be hanging around in the house pick it up people i have a feeling did you check and see if the library owns it before this episode like you never do oh well i you didn't i never did do you? that no i didn't but if we don't have this movie that is i'll do crime. my best to order it sounds like sometimes movies like this end up out of print but as oh, soon as we're done here i will check make sure that Hopefully we can grab it if we don't have Whoever it. Whoever is in charge of ordering the DVDs and such better get on it because, man, this is the kind of thing that you have to have in our collection 100%. Okay. All right. That's great. I will definitely check that one out. Um, so my next one, I'm copying your idea of talking about a, a tree specifically. All right. Well, it's not really a tree, but it's kind of a tree. All right. Well, I have to mention trees. we're going to Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Figured, figured we're going to do this. We're doing Treebeard, who is the walking, talking leader of the ancient race of Ents that reside in Fangorn Forest. Any non-nerds, just lower the volume for the next yeah, think, five think, minutes. I think we just <laughs> lost him a little bit. <laughs> Let I get into this. So I have to just mention, so Ents, as I said, he's the leader of the Ents. Ents are pivotal to the story told in The Lord of the Rings because they're ultimately responsible for the destruction of Isengard and the downfall of Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> this is all important stuff. I love all of it so much. Um, so, but, 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 the the origin of these creatures, I think, is important if you look at it as like a world, you know, in our real world thing. So we're going to do some of this mythology, but you can kind of see where it's going. So the god who created the dwarves in this, you know, Middle Earth world. Stay with us, people. Was countered by his wife, who saw the damage that the dwarves could do to the natural world if they were left unchecked. Sure like us humans. All they do is mine. That's what dwarves do. Yeah. So as a result, um, Yvonne decided to create the Ents, which was a race of tree herders who are capable of defending the trees against those who may wish to cut them down. So, of course, there's just plenty of environmental messages tucked inside the entire trilogy of Lord of the Rings, and the Ents are kind of just like a continuous conduit for these messages. They defend forests. They are outraged by the industrial like brutal world that Saruman represents. Um, so I think kind of the lovable dwarves are a less radical version of industry, um, like one that can be balanced by the presence of these noble, exceedingly large tree shepherds. So all in all, it's about balanced people um, and working to kind of level the playing field for one another so that these two sort of areas of industry and nature can coexist. We could really use some ends right about now. Um, yeah, be throwing some rocks, <laughs> having long conversations with like trees. And like Peter Jackson, the whole animation that they did for this movie is fantastic. I mean, tree beard. He looks awesome. And he's pretty funny, too. Like he's, The scenes are a little slow, but, man, he Well, that's like kind of the whole point. He's an old, old tree. Pr- he's not really a tree, but he's kind of the Ents end up representing, and they right. look like 
um, they're like elemental they spirits, so kind of deal. But yeah, tree beard isn't one of classic in literature and movies. Like yeah, you know, I mean, there's a reason this books and movies have have held up. Um, it's really the message. Yeah. So it's a very pro environmental message. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you've ever been thinking like I really should check out that trilogy. Yeah. You should. You should. For every evil dead tree, we have a tree beard. So it, <laughs> exactly. it, everything perfectly in balance. He would not appreciate. He would have fired the poltergeist tree. He would have kicked him out of his forest. <laughs> um, why don't we do one more movie? Why don't you grab and then um, I'll talk about some books. All right. I can do that. So I'm going to go uh, with another one off the beaten path here. The 1987 classic movie. I don't know how it didn't win Best Picture. Of course, you know I'm talking about. I, I'm nervous. Of course, you know I'm talking about Predator. <laughs> Set oh, in, no. <laughs> That's a so good forest movie, no it, doubt. It is the definitely. Jungle. So if you were looking for testosterone and you thought <laughs> there was a little bit missing in 1987, it was all in this movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse the Body oh. Ventura, Bill Duke, our boy Shane Black, friend of the show, was an actor in this movie. Yeah, this is where he got his start. Shane Black, the uh, Walking Dead guy? No, the director and writer of like Lethal Weapon and the Good Guys oh, and all that. This is where I don't he know started what I'm out. Thinking of. So, and of course, Jean Claude Van Damme as the Predator until well, he quit he... a couple of things into the movie. Really, he's the Predator. He was, yeah, he's cast as the Predator, and then he quits the movie because he didn't think it was a big enough part. Oh, Oops, that kind of stinks. Zing. So, if you don't know this movie, it's about a group of special forces operatives dropped into the, I think it's Colombian jungle somewhere in South America that they might not even spe- specify. To go save some CIA agents from some uh, revolutionaries. And then all of a sudden it seems like the, quote, jungle is trying to kill them. As a, as an alien known as the Predator who has some camouflage that basically hides them. And if you ever try to find something in the jungle that you can't see, pretty impossible. Super impossible. So it becomes an alien versus a team of special forces ops in one of the top five action movies of the 80s and in the top ten of all time. I still watch this movie occasionally and it still totally holds up. You can see, like, Arnold is flexing this entire movie, <laughs> and it is, like, when Arnold is definitely still working out. There are va- Everybody's all vascular. It's all, oh, it's such a good action movie. I actually, I love Predator. It is so good. Just oh, everything about this movie I mean, is I don't fabulous. know if it's so good, but it gets the job done. I mean, you know. It, it gets the job done for what it is. You, every, now you, everybody's going. Every time you get to go with a helicopter now, all you hear is people yelling, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> go. What are you doing? <laughs> He's not, the most quotable actor ever. I feel like we should just get like a soundboard in here sometime. Just, and just do bust all Arnold. Out. Yeah, you could do a whole episode with a soundboard of Arnold Schwarzenegger. 100% guarantee. Actually, why are we teasing it? Let's just do it. There, are you happy? I mean, who <laughs> who doesn't you. love you some Arnold? I mean, uh, Arnold of the 80s, we need him uh, back. That's really good stuff. Also, I can confirm that when we're talking about how dark and scary like a rainforest is, my friend and I, we were in Malaysia and we went hiking Brag. in a Malaysian rainforest that she was oh. like, let's do that and we can we can like sleep in a tree. True mm-hmm. story. Um, and at one point, so I, I was like, in the thing, about to get up into this tree. There was like a platform built. And I looked down and I was like, why are my socks covered in blood? And I was like, what? And then I looked and it was because I was covered in leeches. Uh. And in this moment of me like seeing these leeches on my body, the sun like went down and I am talking the rainforest just went black. It was like pitch dark. I was like scrambling for a flashlight. I was trying to like beat these things off of me. We 
we're in this tree. It is so loud in a rainforest at night. Like every animal is just screaming and walking by. It was the literal, one of the worst experiences of my whole life. It was me and my friend holding each other, like holding each other all night long, like with my eyes completely open, just literally like rocking back and forth. And I was just like, the sun has to come up at some point. Like the sun has to come up at some point. So like, you're saying your former friend did Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You made me sleep in a rainforest tree. It it was truly one of the scariest experiences ever. Ooh, Leeches just, are horrible. I just you, shuddered. There were just like mo- animals swinging past. And you're like, I don't know what animals live here. I literally don't know. A, a tiger could walk out for all I know and eat me. I literally have no idea. So don't just sleep in a Malaysian rainforest. I do uh, not recommend it. Tigers and panthers do live in the Malaysian rainforest, so it was probably cool. Not a, and you know where they got live? Trees. Cool. Super yeah, so, is. Yeah, it was a bad idea. It's super cool. The I mean, sun, it's better than the bugs on the ground. The first but. beam of sun that came up, we like got up and just started running out of the forest. So anyway, sorry for the. For I like that. the idea that there's like a local sitting there, just like having his morning coffee, looking at you like it's really he's shaking his head like totally. like tourists. Okay, so we're pretty much already out of time but i have to talk about a couple books anyway do it um okay so this one is called the hidden life of trees what they feel how they communicate discoveries from a secret world um it's a really fascinating book it's about the idea of our trees social beings this was an international bestseller by forrester and author peter wallenbeck you're gonna say his name was forrester i was like get out of here that would have been super cool and he convincingly makes the case that, like, yes, the forest is totally a social network. And he draws on groundbreaking scientific discoveries to describe how trees are like human families. Tree parents live together with their children. They communicate with them. They support them as they grow. They share nutrients with trees that are sick or struggling. And they warn each other of impending dangers. Um, it's fascinating and you just are learning this complex life of trees it really changes just when you're walking in the woods in general it's not the same experience anymore i saw you talking to that sequoia don't you make fun of it It, stop it right now (laughs) i I hate you so then another book um which i read this year which this is a book like no other it's called the overstory by richard powers this is um it's a fiction book but it ended up winning the pulitzer prize in fiction this year well-deserved. Nothing can compare to this book. It was very long, I will also add. So it is a sweeping, it's just like an impassioned work of activism and resistance and he really kind of gets into the idea of this trees and the communication, communicating in the natural world. Um, So I think it's like his 12th novel. So this guy's a really, he's an an excellent, well-known writer. And it just, it's in the late 20th century. It kind of talks about timber wars in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. And like I said, the activism of people who are trying to to stop all of this. And it's really just focusing on this world that's happening alongside ours and how how interconnected and resourceful this invisible world is to us. It's hard to describe, but I'm gonna say like, it is about trees, people. Like the book, is about trees. The trees are the main characters. So if that appeals to you, then great. If it doesn't, I mean, there are human characters that you learn a lot about, but it, it is a book ab- about trees and about forests. Um, and it's stunning. It's a stunning book. It, it well-deserved for the Pulitzer, like I said. Yeah, I'm very curious how a book that wins a Pulitzer being about trees, it must be good. Like, just, it has to be. I can honestly say that the next time that I walked around, I was looking at trees 
I'm you're just thinking of it totally differently. And but they really touch on all of the stuff that Wollenben said about how they like help each other and they release distress calls and they are definitely communicating. I smell a HBO miniseries. Oh, I wish. And then the last one is Walking the Amazon, 860 Days, One Step at a Time by Ed Stafford. Just think about that. Nope. 860 nope. days. So no, in you. April of 2008, Ed Stafford set off to become the first man ever to walk the entire length of the Amazon. Nope. He started on the Pacific coast of Peru. He crossed the Andes mountain range to find the um, official source of the river. And then his journey led on through parts of Colombia and right across Brazil, Brazil, <laughs> I said Brazil, all while just outwitting dangerous anima- animals and machete wielding indigenous people and negotiating injuries, weather, his own fears and doubts. It's it's crazy. Uh, he was undeterred. There are easier ways to die, dude. You don't have to try to like walk across the <laughs> You don't Amazon. need a grueling 860-day, yeah. 4,000-plus-mile journey. It's unnecessary. But he really focuses on he witnessed the devastation of deforestation firsthand and then really the pressure on tribes due to the loss of their habitat as well as, you know, just nature in its true raw form. So this is a, it's just a jaw-dropping um book from from start to finish it's it's unforgettable oh dude i'm gonna have to go check that one out too there's a lot of good stuff like yeah, look i didn't at realize us. there were so much tree related uh books out there oh absolutely especially like forest and then on top of that the amazon forest not to so. mention the movies we didn't get to like you know other classics like your forest gumps and such ah uh, you have to ruin every episode you can you just plug us up so coming. we can so get out of this room with you everything you hear on all booked up is going to be available at one of our 37 branches all over erie county stop on by to the closest one if it's not at that one just ask them they'll get it to you and send it right on the way you can also um, stop by the bookmobile which is traipsing around the county stop on by check out our website www.buffalolib.org to find out when and where it's going to be and to you know place requests check out our catalog all that good stuff oh so much so much information so let me give you some information oh, and don't now. forget to follow us on twitter at all booked up pod <sighs> i hope I'm i can, I can be as much a wealth of knowledge so more on the Amazon rainforest. So South America's Amazon contains nearly a third of all of the tropical rainforests left on Earth. Depressing. Yeah, contained. Um, despite a- covering only around 1% of the planet's surface. Oh. But because of that, so 1% of the planet's surface, but is home to 10% of all of the wildlife species that we know about. And probably like a ton that we've just never heard of, which is crazy. And now... To talk about that, research shows that on average, a new species of animal or plant is being discovered in the Amazon every three days. Awesome. That's incredible. And it's burning. Yeah, it's all going to be gone soon. So think about like all, you know, the things that are are at stake with the Amazon being deforested and burned. Um, It has more species of primate than anywhere on the earth. We're losing our orangutans at an alarming rate here. And you can find, and I know you're going to laugh because it's about ants, but you can find more types of ants, okay, Okay. on one tree in the Amazon than you can in most whole countries. Really? Well, yes. That's why I'm happy they're not smart. That's Who's not smart? Somebody asked a question, would you rather deal with giant ants or smart ants? I'm like giant ants all day. Smart ants, it's over. We're done for. I think they are smart. They're just little. 
well, that will If Yoda chooses so. one or the other, that's good. That's good. And as I talked about the darkness in the forest, so due to the thickness of the canopy, which is, you know, the top branches and leaves of the trees in the rainforest, the Amazon floor is in permanent darkness all the time. So it it's so thick that when it rains, it takes 10 minutes for the water to reach the ground. Mm, yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't think all, I want to go around walking around there, man. All of this information is is mind-blowing. Um, and my final fact, again, you're, you're thinking of the Amazon. You're thinking of all these things. One last bit for you to really picture the immense size of it. Um, being the world's largest tropical rainforest covering 5.5 million square kilometers. It's so big that the UK and Ireland would fit into it 17 times. Wow. So boom. There it is. should try that out. So yeah, stay informed. Keep reading about it. Donate when you can. Um, and that's that's our episode on the Amazon and jungles and trees. And save, our, save our trees and forests, people. We literally need them to survive. We need them. I love breathing. I'd like to continue it. So, okay, we'll catch you next time. Bye.